Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Gab Uncensored. I'm Gabby, and I have here with me Matt. He is the co-founder or founder of HDF Magazine? Founder. Founder. Okay, and he has a podcast as well called The Hustle Sold Separately. It is super dope. If you are an entrepreneur or thinking about getting into your own hustle, definitely check it out on iTunes. It's fire. They are always interviewing awesome entrepreneurial spirits on the show, and it's good content. Um, Basically, I want to talk about Matt's story. He's totally on the same wavelength and vibe as me as far as staying in our own lane and just creating something that people can really relate to a human being not just you know a brand or a a company for people to follow so thank you for coming on matt (laughs) thank you that was actually really well put and i appreciate you having me on no problem um so how did you start with your initial journey into this what did you used to do were you always into the entrepreneur life or did you used to you know work for a company doing a regular nine to five or oh man um <laughs> i'll i'll try give me to give me the uh, the abridged version of the timeline <laughs> right 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 um well, no, I've never actually worked for a true corporate environment, like nine to five environment. Um, I can't, I'm a third or fourth, I think, generation at this point, entrepreneur. My family's very entrepreneurial. Nice. They've always, yeah, they've always had to make their way um, in, in all kinds of different professions and endeavors and whatnot, just, but they always work for themselves. So the resilience and hustle is in the DNA. Um, and before I was into the digital hemisphere, like all the things, digital media, online media, you know, social media, all these things, I've been around tech my entire, I guess you could say kind of adult life, Mm -hmm. if that's what you want to call it. Um, and what essentially happened is I, there were different industries I was trying to get into, um, first starting off in the music industry. Uh, and wanting to really change that. Now, I got into the music industry when Napster was still being fought. Oh, wow. And so, I, yeah, so that just, <laughs> so I'm dating myself. I'm 39, just to, to just put that out there. I'm 39. Uh, I got in there at 20. And, um, you know, this was right before iTunes had launched, right? iTunes is about 18 years old at this point, 17 years. And so they didn't understand digital distribution. They didn't understand how like it could save you money and that how you can you can get further faster globally through tech, right? Through through right. digital media. And so, you know, I was kind of laughed at a little bit in in, in the industry. Um, not so much laughed at, it's just much more of a, a, a not an understanding of what's about to happen. Because, um, you know, it's like, think about how we think about digital media and, and it's just naturally part of our, our DNA because we grew up with it. So. Um, that didn't necessarily <laughs> work out. And I, I ended up trying to do a digital music startup around the MySpace days um, online. And that's actually where I learned all things tech, like back end uh, media, you know, back end engineering, front end UI, UX, like all the all the stuff that's sexy now back then was not right. sexy at all and very clunky. And that gave me, uh, you know, a degree in, in tech, if you will. It gave me a degree in also in law <laughs> because of what I ended yeah. up learning. But um, yeah, so um, long story short, um, after that didn't work, um, I ended up using the internet in a lot of different ways to um, for business. And um, so different industries took note of that. And then I eventually um, went to get my MBA, not that I actually recommend it as an entrepreneur. Um, that's a different topic for a different time. But um, during that time, I ended up getting linked up with Louis Vuitton, Moet Hennessy in New York. Um, and for the um, Moet Hennessy side um, with all like the, the champagne brands and whatnot. And that's where I saw the convergence of um, business, how your brand you know, talks to the world and how you can keep the essence of your brand still there while you're in a digital world because we live in a more connected world now. How do you not dilute you know, brands like under Louis Vuitton are a couple hundred years old or more so how do you make sure that you keep your brand essence in a digital world and so it was a really it was very eye-opening for me and it led me into a whole new world um and then i ended up starting to work with a lot of these you know luxury type brands in you know taking what it is they're doing offline streamlining what it is they do online 
because most people think that it's just social media. It's not. Like, how's your accounting set up? How is your engineering set up? Right. How's your payment integration? Set I feel up? like I could learn. I feel like I could learn so much from you because I don't have a background. I I love. I will say this. I love tech, and I'm good at being techie. I learned super fast, but I don't know a lot, and I definitely need to get those systems down. Well, and you know, luckily the systems now are even simpler for everybody to learn. But whew, throughout the years, they weren't so simple. So it was actually hard being ahead on a lot of things because a most people didn't want to change, and I and I kind of get it because it's like, oh man, that's a lot of work. And、mm-hmm. um, B, I, I think a lot of the solutions that we have now today,、um, we're still getting better and better over the last. Like, well, yeah, five, it's all six, trial and error.、Years. Yeah. So,、um, long story short, there is that、um, through a lot of life changes,、um, I so I was I was helping a lot of brands, I was helping a lot of companies, I was done with Louis Vuitton, I was helping out a few other ones,、um, and all at once, my life really changed about four years ago.、Um, I lost all of the contracts that I had, not because I did bad. Actually, I was doing very well for these brands and companies. I was making different people money.、Um, my results were there, just for whatever reasoning in the way maybe I positioned myself、um, in the process. The contracts were done. I was done, and then shortly thereafter, I also ended up in、uh, a divorce. It was an amicable one, but a divorce、um, that I didn't see coming after you know being married for eight years, seven, eight years. So. I didn't want to be in. A, I was in a position where I didn't want to blame、mm-hmm. anybody. I didn't want to point my finger at anybody. It was a very humbling time for me. Very, very humbling. And I and thank God because it forced me to take a step back and be like, okay, like I'm young. I didn't think I'd be here. All the expectations I had, they're done. All the plans and everything that I had, they're done. Right.、Um, What is it I really want to do, and where is it I really want to go? And、um, I don't have to have all the answers, but let me let me make those moves. And that was the beginning of、um, HDF. I started that by myself. It was、um, hustle and deal flow. Hustle for like creators and you know their innate ability to make things happen. Deal flow is a term that comes from the venture capital world because I had actually been around a lot of venture capitalists. And startups, and deal flow is just a term for like the number of of companies potentially coming across the desk to to be helped, right? So creators and their companies. And I wanted to play off the whole movie hustle and flow, right? So I was just being quirky and fun, and I wanted to feature creators and entrepreneurs from around the world that are on their journey, right? Not not glamorize or glorify end success like we say on the podcast and in other areas of our brands. Like I just I just didn't want that. And the thing is, is I was a marketer and a brander. And a business person, and I knew I know digital media, I know distribution, I know all these tactics I was doing for everybody else. I wasn't doing it for myself. And if it's one thing I can tell people, is like create something, anything for you、um, that you can always have as your thing, no matter what you do with everybody else. Right. And so, and nobody knew I was a writer.、Um, I was a writer behind the scenes for 20 years. I mean, I wrote anything and everything. I never publicly was about that. I I actually devalued it until I realized how it's one of your greatest assets. At least that's what has been for me.、Um, and and that ability to communicate and articulate, you know, express like your expression of thought and 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 ideas. And so I went all in. I started writing, and then before long.、Um, I just I had this audience that was like, "How are you in my head? How do you understand me?" And I'm like, "Because I'm you. You're me. We're we're humans. We're and it's not to don't be ashamed of making mistakes and don't be ashamed to say I don't know what I'm doing and don't be ashamed to you know still be figuring everything out. Everybody is. It just looks like sometimes from media that it isn't. And I really wanted to change the media game and have my own distribution and make impact on the world. So. That led into all these other things, and you know, eventually I met、uh, Case from Pursuit, and then we eventually did a podcast.、Um, you know, and while we manage our own separate、um, publications and whatnot, we did a lot of collaboration together over the last, you know, so many years, and and that just led me to so many other people. And、um, and the best part is to just like what you're doing with this podcast is no matter who you talk to, no matter what phase they're at in their entrepreneurial journey. They're they're going through the same shit as everybody else. Like, and, and often at times they're even wanting to make drastic changes that are scaring the hell out of them. And these are established, like quote unquote, according to society, established people. 
you know, I mean, these are these are celebrities, athletes, you know, Grammy winners, <laughs> you know, multi like seven, eight figure earners. Just like, hey, I don't want to do this anymore. I think I want to go, um, you know, work on the beach. Would that be weird? And you're like, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like do 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 what you want. Exactly. Yeah, I feel. Like, even if you're not on an entrepreneurial journey, even if you're on, you know, you dream of being a doctor, you dream of being a lawyer, you want to do something more uh, in the professional field, you know, corporate or work for the government or whatever the case may be, whatever your dream is, just remember, my thing is, remember what it's like to be the little guy. So just because you're doing super well or you've achieved a certain level of success, if you run into someone who's essentially small potatoes and they are struggling or they are having doubts or they are needing some help or some guidance or some influence, whatever it may be, put yourself back in those shoes and be like, how much would I have appreciated help when I was in this stage? Because to me, I can achieve all the success in the world for me and make it about me. And I'll be happy for a little bit. It's kind of like going shopping. When I go shopping and I buy something for myself, it's like, oh, this is cute. Let me wear it. And then once you wear it, the newness, the funness wears off. Just like when you get a new car. After you drive it for a little bit, it wears off. But when you give something to someone else, when you buy a gift, every time you see that person using it, or wearing it or whatever the case may be or enjoying it it gives you this warm fuzzy feeling i mean i hate to be like cheesy but it's, it's true it's so true it makes you feel good to make other people happy make yourself happy first but realize that a lot of your happiness is connected to how you make other people feel and as oh. as warm and like I said fuzzy as that sounds in the business world it is inarguably true I couldn't agree more um, I think a big part I know a big part of filling your own cup is to give back is how are yes. you giving and how are you of service to the world every single day and operating from that context is a whole other level game and it'll be a whole other level of um of receiving and abundance for you and in a whole other way because it's it um the the give is where everything happens and i think that that's that's part of what people miss is otherwise you're chasing 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 all the time and uh, and you're right the the feelings wear off like you achieve something and then the feelings wear off if it's not tied to your why or your purpose or the give of why you're even here doing this in the first place, it's gonna wear off. And then what happens with a lot of people is a spiral effect. Yeah. So they'll get something, they'll achieve it. It wasn't enough. Okay, so maybe instead of the car, I need the car and the house. Okay, instead of the car and the house, I need the car, the house, and you know the the vacations. Then and then and they just keep adding. Those things should be byproducts, the bonus of your work. Um, I think people misinterpret abundance. I mean, I know we're going on a whole other tangent, but it's like, I think people, um, they misinterpret abundance, that abundance is that while we are here, we, we should definitely be open to receiving all of the amazing, you know, materials and tools and things here, uh, but in use of serving every single day. Um, it's it, they're byproducts of us doing what we love and bringing our purpose to the world, not chasing them so they own us. We must own them. That's a very big difference um, because you're not you're not attached to things that way. Right. Um, and as an entrepreneur, I can tell you, you do not. That the, one, some of the biggest lessons I've learned have been that you can't have attachments. Um, you can't have attachments to outcomes, to people, to anything. Um, which is a scary, scary feeling for a lot of people because we all kind of want to control our destiny, control where we're heading. I think a big part of controlling where you're going comes more so from controlling your actions and nothing else or no one else and losing all expectations and what you think uh, uh, should happen with everybody else mm -hmm. and just sticking to your, your vision and staying in your lane because otherwise you can get a little uh, depressed and you can get you can get knocked off your game and uh, and I think you can, the, you end up playing all kinds of different games like the comparison game and, and other things that I think can really 
um, move you out of purpose and um, put you into a stuck mode. So, yeah, I definitely think that people who chase money or chase status never stop chasing and it gets draining and exhausting and you're going to constantly feel tired like you're looking for the next high and the next deal and the next you know bag and it doesn't have to be like that if you find what you love to do and and it helps other people in some way if you provide value to people in some way and there's a million and one different ways probably a billion and one different ways to provide value to people you will achieve fulfillment even if you're only making like one of my favorites Gary Vaynerchuk he always says I know people who make 50 grand a year and they are happy as clams and I know people who make 50 million a year and they are miserable it's not happiness isn't equated by how much is in your bank account it's what are you doing that brings you happiness or brings others happiness or makes you feel useful in the world because at the end of the day life isn't about stuff when you're laying on your deathbed I say this all the time like if you're struggling with a difficult decision or a decision that will change your life think of it this way when you're laying on your deathbed yep what will you feel better about going for it or doing what you are afraid to do or deciding not to and and continuing doing what you're doing like that's the difference is how are you going to feel about yourself and the mark that you left on the world so true regret and fear are paralyzing paralyzing you got to find any way to get out of that immediately and by the way, just to circle back what you said about the, the little guy, because I know we were talking a little bit about that before the, the show. Um, I don't look at anybody as little, but I, I, I get what you're saying. Like the, the starting off people, you know, um, I look at everybody as, you know what, if they're pursuing something that they really believe, how can we not help them? Now, yeah. there's a difference. There's a difference. Like you're doing it. I've been watching for a while. You put in the work, you figure it out, you make pivots, you make changes, you try something new, you add something to your brands, you constantly keep learning. That's that. How can we not help people like that? Now, obviously, there's other people who um, I've learned also a lot in in, being an entrepreneur. I've also learned a lot about boundaries, too, because it's a very (laughs) it's a very difficult place where um, more and more people want your help. Um, but we also have this job of, um, like I learned from my mentors, different mentors I've had about, we can't enable people either. So I love helping out the people who are helping themselves and really trying to work through it and have such a humble heart centered focus on what they're building. I love helping them out. Um, and how can we not, you know, in, in, in this day and age that we have the ability to do that with all of our platforms, like how cool is that? that we can help those people. Um, and you're right. I remember when I was starting out on this journey uh, and I'm still doing it, Gabby. I'm still doing it. The right. only thing that changes are the levels of the game. That's all that happens. Like, I mean, now it's, you know, it's it, uh, back then I was just asking different people. I would listen, I would hit them up on email or DM and say, here's what I'm doing, what I'm doing. I'd love to feature you. Uh, and I'd even say to them, I'd say, if this is of interest, that is awesome. If it's not, I still support you. I wanted them to know, like, I'm not tied to this. I'm not tied to you coming on the show. I'm not tied to you um, being featured on HDF uh, as an article. Like, it doesn't matter. I still support you um, because I wanted to show grace on both sides. I wanted to show them, like, hey, I don't even know what's going on in your world and I can only imagine. So God bless you. And if I'm fortunate to have you be a part of what I'm creating, God bless us. Like right. awesome, you know? And um, and that hustle is crazy because it led me to different people who are like, one, I knew that once we had the relationship there and we started talking, they'd be like, you know who you should talk to? You know who you should talk to? You know who you should talk to? And, they, and then they just kept referring and it taught me so much about movement. 
about like reaching out to people and then you know and of course a little bit knowing of what you want because they'd say hey you know what are you looking to do with this and i say oh you know we really want to grow it into a bigger you know full-blown media company I, i'm still learning the ropes about what that all entails and what platforms cool you should talk to these people well, you know who you should interview you should interview that person so you start to see that it really is a long game and you're always kind of at this you know uh stage of having to reach out to more and more people um and so whether you're in the beginning reaching out to people or you're in the middle and not only you're still reaching out to people but you're actually helping people who they're trying to do the same thing you were in my opinion and maybe some people may argue with that but we must give back we must give to people um who are trying to do the same thing because uh you know if we're all sharing and supporting each other's impact on the world um why wouldn't we you know like that that just doesn't yeah why would like we take i that time? if i meet someone and they have you know millions of followers tons of you know influence but they i i don't get a good vibe from their their soul their heart and they just seem to be about you know the numbers or the status i can't i i don't even feel good endorsing them or following them or promoting them or or supporting them because i'm like your head's not in the right place your head right. and your heart are not connected to me that's what it's about connecting your head with your heart and a lot of people get stuck in especially in the social media world of today where you know people are obsessed with the attention and the follower count it's like are your intentions pure are your to, yeah. to me that's what life is about like relationships with other people doesn't matter if it's a friendship your family your partner think about your intentions your intent is everything if your intention is to build something for fame and money and that kind of thing and that's what your focus is that's an empty vessel and i can't i can't put my energy into it but if your intention is to help others reach others impact others make their lives better and as a a byproduct also enrich your life i'm down i will ride with you till the wheels fall off you know i i absolutely love everything you just said when you think about it you're creating your own platforms it's the vibe you want to give it and the heart and mind connected and having that feeling and um I the, the the funny thing about creating something of your own is that you are like you're the 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 leader of it, right? So to what you're saying, I've had PR firms, I've had big like people reach out where I didn't think that they were a fit. Now imagine that. Imagine imagine you're 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 not necessarily yet where you want to be. You don't right. want to turn people down. I turned them down, yeah, because I'm like, you know what? I don't think that they're a fit. Um and you'd be surprised like it's crazy what some people like are you turning us down like that's exactly see how you're you're responding right there yeah. because the people that I'm featuring and by the way some of these people like they're huge i just um i just did a, a, a an episode i haven't watched it yet um recorded with illmind he's one of my favorite producers now when i say illmind some people might be like oh who is that like go google this man he just did like a couple songs on the carters album like as in beyonce and jay-z he um he's a he's a he's a world famous producer he's a mega producer he's not necessarily you know people might not hear kanye but like i mean the man is brilliant he's a genius i've been following for so long i just reached out to him and cuz he's got that vibe and essence he's approachable he's using the the um the internet the same way it's like hey i'm a producer but i also sell my beats on you know these beat platforms mm-hmm. i also have workshops where he goes around and he in different cities does a tour where people come in 30 aspiring music producers come in um and he critiques them in real time and helps them that's part of his give back but you know and he makes it very affordable for them imagine i mean nobody gets a chance to be in front of a, a grammy four-time grammy nominated producer who's producing like Nicki Minaj on uh, Drake's new album um you know <laughs> i mean he, his stuff is is legend and this is a person i followed for a long time but see how the platform allows when you create for your vibe in the world that we live in now you can technically access anybody now So to your point what's the intention of the people that you're trying to interact with and why and how do how do you add value to each other's lives and they um help you establish your vision um 
for the greater you know picture for the greater good and the impact and all that other stuff so i think totally taking time out to think about who you want to align with and why um and and, and it's funny because so many people want those numbers by the way a lot of those people with those numbers I've had people want to jump on the podcast and it's happened to me. They jumped on the podcast. They jumped off. They were like, Hey, I got to run to the airport right now. I got to leave. Bye. I'll, I'll talk to you guys later. Bye quick. And like them, their PR from nobody like will help promote it. And I'm like, that's cool. But like, you realize just, just, just like work with me here for a second. Like this is your story. Yeah. You, you, you have people all around. Like you don't have to share it. I'm going to share it regardless <laughs> because like my audience is looking for content, but like, you, you have a story that the world wants that your people want to know more about like you don't want to share that like and in that you know that taught me a little bit about like um get back to the basics it only happened a few a uh, handful of times but like i it, i was just like all right that's that's interesting and it just made me think about even more the relationships i do have and the and the people that i'm curating them with and um you know so when i talk to some of these you know some of these celebrities and, and athletes and, and and grammy winners and all this stuff and um, it's so cool because we end up talking and chilling for a while and then say, oh, hey, you send me this. I'll, I'll be happy to promote. I'm like, great. I'll, I'll happy to promote you. Like yeah, as many people I can get to hear your story. That That's what I'm here to do. And and, and they're so grateful, Gabby. Yeah. Like, they're so humble and grateful. That's and what life is about is being grateful for the connections, no matter how big, quote, quote, you think you are. Like if you meet a genuine person, that maybe isn't on your financial level or your level of business or whatever, it doesn't matter. Like if their heart is in the right place, that should be valuable to you that they want to be, you know, they want to hear your story. They want to be inspired by you and they want to bounce ideas off of you and learn from you. Like that should make you feel good. And so many of these people, they just, their egos are so overinflated. And they're so, you know, like they can't be bothered with anyone who's not, you know, they have their, their, their check marks or whatever. And it's just so unattractive to me. It makes, you know, like I've, I've read and seen lots of celebrity behavior that I used to like love them, like in the movies or in their music or whatever, maybe. And then I, I realized how they were in their personal life. And I was totally turned off and I quit following them. It's just like, you gotta have a good heart. Otherwise I can't endorse myself to follow you. Like I I just don't feel good about it. I, you know, I'll tell you the growth as an entrepreneur where I, you're, you're right. And I'll tell you where I, I, I check myself on another level in, in the evolution of is there's this fine line where I don't have to follow them and I don't have to agree with them. I had to remove my judgment because, mm-hmm. and that was hard. That was, that was my ego getting me. I, I, I think entrepreneurship really teaches you a lot about your ego. Mm-hmm. Um, you may be humble and open to like learning, but then you also, there's other areas too. Like, all right. So do you turn down this deal? Do you um, not wish that person well do you you know there's all these other areas that the ego can pop up and i the heart some of the hardest lessons i've i've had to learn still work through them all the time just to keep that very vulnerable and real with the audience is that you know not judging um but not following (laughs) yeah like i I can i can wish you well and i can wish that you maybe connect with a little bit of a higher vibration and a higher form of yourself and that you do, you know, the work because it's up to the individual to do their own personal development. And I can wish you well and and all that, but I don't I don't have to hang out with you. I don't or I don't have to um, subscribe yeah. to your channel, so to speak. Like, I if I don't like your energy, I as a human being have the choice to remove myself from it and to protect my own energy and to surround myself with the kind of energy that does inspire me and does boost me and does grab my attention absolutely well, there's a couple of things uh, that we were just talking about and i'm gonna roll in gary v since we're both very uh, big him. fans of gary v 
I, absolutely. You know, and I've actually really enjoyed watching the evolution of it. So I oh, yeah. watched him many, many, many years ago, probably because I'm, I'm only a few years younger than him. But um, it's so hopeful for me, too, because I, it, it's watching the evolution of him. Um, you know, it's funny. I was in David Meltzer's office when we, we had him on the podcast. And I was saying to David, because they were him and, and Gary were together. And I said, I want to know when it was that that Gary really flipped the switch. And he goes, what do you mean? I'm like, well, I was like, I've watched his content for a long time. I'm like, I feel like every entrepreneur that really wants to get really, really raw and go all in, there's a turning point where they're like, all right, fuck it, let's rip off the bandaid and like, let's just get so real. And like that, and you never come back from it. I feel like, <laughs> I like his, I know- so I've been following him for about three and a half years. And I, when I started following him, this is how, how long I've been following. I think he maybe had, I don't know, two or 300,000 followers, which is a lot, but he does own a media company. So, and he's been, you know, in that he was in that wine library space online on YouTube for quite a while. So it's definitely a decent, healthy amount of followers, but you know, not anywhere where he's at now. And, and you you know, you, as you know, his followers are super active because he's so engaged with them. He's always responding. He's always, you know, giving them good feedback and answering questions. And I love that. And that's definitely, I'm on that same vibe. Um, but I think that the, the tipping point was he was doing the Ask Gary V show, which was freaking awesome. But then he started doing Daily V where he was just like, because people, you know, he was telling people on Ask Gary V and through his, his channels, you know, this is the hustle. This is what I do. This is how my days go, blah, blah, blah. When he started Daily V and he started documenting on video his days, I think people just, their minds were blown because they could see that he was putting his money where his fucking mouth is, so to speak, and showing them, not just telling them, this is, this is my life. This is what I do each day. And this is how passionate I am about what I'm doing. And I feel like he exponentially grew after that, um, to where he's at now. I don't even know how many followers he's got now. A few, a few million. So, yeah, I, I, I think that was a tipping point. And he always says that. He says, document, don't create. Which right. I kind of like to do well, both, but. Yeah, right. I mean, everybody's got their style, right? And the content delivery, and I'm going to ask him this one day, is that um, at what point in the tone and approach did that, did that change? He's always been exactly who he is, but mm-hmm. there's an evolution of like a, a tipping point in the, your approach. Because I, I'd actually been following him since Wine Library days. So oh, I'm wow. going about, back about eight, nine years. Yeah. So, you know, so because he was very, he was very educational and very, um, hey guys, like, check this no, out. No, his and energy is very infectious. Yeah. So it's the same, but elevated. And that's where I, I'd be curious to, to, to talk to him about that. But one of the things that I, I thought was really interesting and related to kind of what you were talking about, too, is that, you know, he said on the video um, the other day, and he's like, Prince had a day and a half. Mm-hmm. A day and a half. Prince had one and a half I saw that. days and people moved on. And so when you think about that, um, this idea of, you know, being caught up in what people care about and think about with your content and all this stuff, like people will move on, you know? And so um, that's why it's really more about like, you not giving a fuck and really just being what it is that you want to be and doing what it is you want to do. Um, and having that relationship with with your audience versus thinking about like oh you need you know all of these followers or a check mark and and um, and you just don't you really really no. don't you just need to have that, that connection with the people and it's amazing when you have that connection with the people what happens from there so I just had to throw that out there as well too and just just a lot of this the stuff that he's I really appreciate the elevated you know offerings that he gives out there and for sure and, like um, my dream would be like sitting down and having a conversation with him one but two like having him on one day i would literally die of joy because and you will he's so and you will. if i could pick like one mentor or one like you know not to get all mushy or whatever but i didn't have like a father figure if i could pick like one person that male figure in the last 10 years that has influenced me the most and made me get out of my own way it's definitely Gary. I mean, tell him that, and I'm sure he'll come on the show right there. So there <laughs> no. you go. <laughs> there you no, go. but I mean, you know, he that, inspires that, so many people. Like, I'm one of millions. But 
Yeah. You're one of one. You're you're actually one of I'm one. I'm one of one. Um, yeah. You're not one of millions or billions. You're one of one. And that comment you just made alone is exactly what gets you from A to B. It's exactly what gets、um, any person, you know, on your show or gets you in front of a certain investor. It's being very intentional and saying, "Hey, this is what I didn't have. This is what you did for me. I wanted to thank you, and as a give back, this is what I would like to offer you." I mean, yeah. <laughs> There's your cell right there,、yeah. and and I, and I try to tell a lot of aspiring—I、uh, don't use the word aspiring—but like I try to tell like a lot of just entrepreneurial people or just creatives or creatives and passion-driven people, like when you know when you can get to the root of like just like what you just did right there,、um, your movement is inevitable. Like your your outcomes are inevitable and it's limitless because you're moving with intention, and when that happens. People feel that,、yeah. and they go, "Ooh, like." Well, yeah, they say the universe、back. works neither for or against you; it works with you. Yeah, it's, it's absolutely true. It's absolutely true. It couldn't be or close to the truth. I mean, it's so true.、Uh, and that intention is what, like, people will literally take a step back and go, "Ooh, like I felt that. I feel that. Thank you." You're like,、wow. "Yeah," and then they almost inadvertently be like. Is there anything I can get you? Yeah, <laughs> like, like actually, you yeah, definitely.、Um, you know, when you speak from your heart, or when you speak from a place of pure, like, human emotion, it activates something in the people that are hearing you or watching you.、Um, and it's it's that human connectedness that we all share that a lot of people forget about, and they get you know stuck in their own head, and they they. The, the anti-socialness comes out, or the the resentfulness, or whatever's going on when you're in a bad place in your life that you feel like you know the world is out to get you. All you have to do is speak from a place of this is I'm human. This is what I'm feeling right now. This is what I need right now, and people will identify with that and respond in a way that will surprise you. I I love exactly what you just said, and I'll I'll, I'll expand on that even more. I I also partner with other companies.、Um, well, only I prefer to only partner.、Um, I do consult, and one of the things I always tell companies is that integrity part you just brought up right there. The reason so many of these brands or companies can't be the greatness that they really can、mm-hmm. be, or or maybe they <laughs> financially look like it, but have high turnover with their people. Yeah. One of the things that I have noticed from consulting is when egos are involved. The funniest thing is that, like, do you know how much more how much more productivity companies would have if a their CEOs and I'm not saying be like not a leader. I, I'm saying lead by being a leader by by having that integrity and saying, listen, here's what I'm working on. We don't have all the answers, but I'm the person that can get them, and I'm working on them and owning that. What happens is the trickle down effect、mm-hmm. because we get a lot of people in corporate America. That are yes, men and women.、Mm-hmm. They are throw other people under the bus because I'm afraid if I lose my job, men and women. They are,、um, you know, I'm not going to admit、um, when I'm wrong or that I need help. People, yeah, and it's such an issue in corporations and businesses that it it it, it actually hurts my heart. Why? Because could you imagine if the head of like let's say design for one of the departments says, "Hey, I'm fully capable, by the way, of doing this. A, I need help." B, I'm gonna need a team of people. C, there's a couple things in here that、um, I haven't learned, but I'm actually one of the most capable people in the world for learning this particular thing because of my background. But I, I I'm gonna need help. I, I don't have all the things that I need, and I need collaboration. Now, the problem is, I, I feel in in businesses, a lot of people aren't talking that way. They get thrown a task. Um, and then something fell through. They can't admit that they that they. Oh, I'm so sorry. I messed that up. They don't want to do that. Oh, well, I didn't get the email from so and so. So therefore, that person is the one I'm going to throw under the bus. And there's this lack of accountability, ownership, and integrity, and a lot of businesses that it. I just wish that if you had more ownership of who you are and、um, being. Uh, strong enough to be vulnerable. Most people think vulnerability is a weakness. I actually argue against it.、Um, masking yourself and not owning your shit—that's a weakness. Being vulnerable enough to say, "Hey, you know what? Like, listen, this is a massive project.、Um, I need help. How can we all come together to work on this?" Versus like, "Oh yeah, you know, I'll, I'll do it." Falling flat and saying, "Well, you know, these people didn't really help me, so therefore, like, it didn't go through." No, you didn't ask for help. So that's my little bit of my tangent because it's on the other side of like when I deal with companies or consulting. Like, I just. 
that accountability is so important. Whether you are an entrepreneur or you work for a company or you are the, or are the CEO of a company, like how you show up is everything yeah. and how you speak to the world is everything and to your own shit is everything. Yeah, so I, I, I just like, I don't know how many, maybe a week and a half ago or so, two weeks ago, I posted, you know, one of my little quotes and it basically just said, until your soul and your heart become more of a priority than your popularity or your ego, you're going to stay struggling internally. And it's so true because people care so much about what others think that they try to become not human. They try to become what they think other people expect or want them to be. And they care about, you know, what they're going to look like if they fail. I hate to tell you this, but the most successful, huge companies, brands, gurus, business people, whatever in the world failed a whole bunch of fucking times before they got to where (laughs) they are. Like a lot of failure, a lot of trial and error. And then they finally got to where they are. But if this doesn't resonate with people, then nothing will. Think about, you know, Walt Disney, Thomas Edison, Einstein, like any of those people that created something huge that everyone um, looks up to, wants to be a part of, buys into, um, whatever. We only remember their success, right? Like no one focuses on the fact that they messed up a whole bunch of times before that. So. Keep that in mind when you are so afraid to fail or so afraid to look stupid, quote, quote, or mess up or try something that doesn't work. If you keep going and you have belief in yourself and you reach out to the right people and you have the right support system and you work hard, once you get to the level that you want, no one's going to remember your fuck ups. So don't worry about them. Like, let them happen because you're going to be stronger and better for it at the in the end anyway. You know, could you imagine if social media and technology existed back with those guys when they were failing? Oh, my goodness. So, I, could you, so interestingly enough, think about it. Like, I, think about the strength that people and how much further people now um, they can fail in real time in front of audience, like like Gary Vee said, like document. They can do it in front of people. Cool. I urge everybody that's doing it in front of people, cool, because you're showing courage to go out there and try and do things. Um, and if it doesn't necessarily work out, fine. But at least people can say, they, they can't say later on that like, oh, you're an overnight success. Actually, you know, the first five things you saw me do failed. So you know that for a fact that that's not right. the case. So I actually exactly. give people credit today more than ever, um, you know, not to worry about failing publicly, um, worry about, you know, not actually doing anything. And I, well, I think and not that's, being, that's a, not being authentic. Like absolutely. we're all human. There are no perfect human beings. They don't exist. It's a, it's a fairy tale. It's a, it's a myth and it's only going to lead you to misery and being drained all the time. If you keep trying to be perfect, like I always say, if you expose yourself and all of your faults to the world first nobody can talk shit to you nobody can say anything to you to bring you down because you've already outed yourself so to me yeah to me the things that i'm not good at or the things that i've messed up on or the things that are not are my weaknesses quote quote i throw them out there and i welcome the the criticism or the you know whatever negative reviews people have to have have to say because I own my shit like I focus on what I'm good at but I'm not afraid to admit what I'm not good at and that's what I think that comes with age and maturity number one and I think it comes from really caring about people but not caring about their opinions so much anymore because I know at the end of the day, my opinion of myself is the most important. True. I, I again, couldn't agree more. I, there's definitely practice and balance in when people have an opinion of you, 
there's I get it that you know and, and nobody gets more than I do understanding of like no but that's not that's not my intention like that's not what it was that's not what it was like you can't you can't defend yourself and I've I've it, that took me some years and I and I realized it and it's a practice every day um, that people are going to have opinions here's what helps me through that and I tell this to everybody if their thoughts and their words and their perspectives of you not themselves of you were actually written all over their skin would they still like how they look and feel because at the end of the day anybody's opinion anybody's opinion is something internally that they can identify with period end of story mm-hmm. you cannot call the kettle black without understanding that you are it as well or had been it at some point or are doing it right now yeah. And I think when you humanize opinions like that, people usually take a step back and they're like, oh my God, like somebody calls you an asshole. Cool, question for you. Um, you think I'm an asshole? Yeah. How do you know what an asshole is? Yeah. Well, I, I've seen it before. Like, have you behaved like one? Because the only way you know what an asshole is is because you behaved like one. Yeah. And I think that that's where I think when, and then, but then if you really want to get gangster with it and take it to a next level, like again, just to quote our, 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 our lovely, uh, you know, virtual mentor here, Gary V, right? Um, where he said, like, the first hundred comments, you're going to say, I'm awesome, you're badass, you're this, you're that. Cool. That shouldn't affect me. The next hundred comments, fuck you. How could you say that? Like, how could you do this? How could you You're that? full like, of shit. What yeah. Talking about? And he's like, you're full of shit. Yeah. You're snake sales, uh, snake oil salesman. He's like, cool. He's like, whether you compliment me or you, you know, or you insult uh, me, you know, hate on me, insult me, uh, I can't change either way like I can't I can't let um, good opinions make me feel good and bad opinions make me feel bad like I'm gonna stay in my lane and do exactly what I do none of those things um, I'm not gonna let any, any of those things affect me either way which is a beautiful place to get to and and I think it's a great daily practice for every person is to figure out and practice how to not be affected by the good or the bad and to just be grateful stay in your lane and stay you know focused on bettering yourself and knowing that People giving good opinions or bad opinions are identifying that in some way internally with themselves. That's why they're able to project that good or bad, no matter what it is. Right. So again, it's it's in relationship to them, not well, you. Well, and here's and, something that I have done in the past, and that I that still bug. It's it's a trigger for me to this day. Is um, when I was younger, I was not super confident or um had good self-esteem and I came from a place a very shitty childhood and a and not a good foundation so I didn't know who I was who I wanted to be I just knew that I was not coming from a strong place and so I would try to be what others wanted me to be or I would try to put out this persona or this vibe that I thought other people would like, you know, when I was super young. And I realized, number one, I was miserable. Number two, I didn't really like myself. I I liked that I would sometimes get good feedback from it, but then as soon as the real me would like pop her head out here and there, like the real, you know, authentic me, and then people would be like, whoa, where did that come from? I'm like, this is me. This is really me. This is not the facade that I'm putting on to make you feel comfortable. So now that I have way surpassed that and have gotten past that hurdle in my life of not, you know, being authentic with myself, I can't stand to be around people who are ingenuine, not authentic, fake, or, you know, saying one thing but thinking the other and I can spot it so easily it's like a radar that goes off and as soon as I realize that I'm around someone like that I like recoil from them and I'll call them out I will call them out it's a little judgy I know but I think because I know it's not gonna get them anywhere in life and that's not who they really are and they're doing themselves and pretty much everyone around them a disservice I don't even feel bad for being a little bit bitchy and calling them out. I probably should, but 
you know, I am who I am and I have to stick to who I am and that's who I am. Like, don't come around me on some fake shit. It's just not a good idea because I can't sit and just be like, oh yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. And, and just absorb that. I just, I can't absorb it. I, I, I very strongly reject it. So that's, I, uh... I, I should probably work on that a little bit, not being as harsh with it, but that's a trigger for me. You know, I, um, I think there's all kinds of ways to, to maneuver that. Um, and it's different probably for everybody, but I've noticed that if, if people are coming at you for advice, boom, go in and, and, and keep it real with them. I think you should always keep it real with them, but also it, it also always depends on see what like people are going to Gary Vee to be told what the fuck to really think. Um, and like, I mean, and he's going in on them versus I'm sure he doesn't just walk up to just anybody and like have some general interaction and be like, you know what? You're not my cup of tea. Uh, I think I'm going to go like move over here. He might, he might, but I feel like it, it's probably because he's got to work, always be working on his energy. We all do. I think that it's um, a matter of how's this energy feeling right now? You know what? This doesn't necessarily feel good for me. I can own that and actually have that conversation with the person. Be like, you know what? I'm not really feeling some things here. I, who am I to tell you? But like, this is just what I'm feeling right mm-hmm. now from that. I'm gonna. I'm just processing through that just to let you know. Um, and so, you know, I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of just leave this this conversation. Right. Like you're way more democratic about it. Like to me, I've seen Gary call people out like, I hate to tell you, but you're full of shit, my guy. Like and he's no, uh, more that, like, I agree with that. I <laughs> do agree more, with he's that. He's a little bit more rough around the edges with it. But um I I I feel that vibe more so than the whole you know, I know coming from this, the the typical space that I should be coming from, which is, you know, I have a mental health background and the, the therapy thing and the psychology thing. And I should come from a more democratic, like compassionate space. But again, that's kind of the reason why I'm not a clinically licensed psychologist or psychiatrist <laughs> or therapist that sits in an office and plays by the rules because I don't like to sugarcoat things. It, it literally goes against like the grain of, of my being. And I feel much more authentically me when I just call a spade a spade. And even if the spade Let's... doesn't want to hear it, at the end, usually, they come back later and they're like, you know what? You were right. And this is what I've kind of adjusted or changed or uh done something about and I, I I I get it. I get why you were like that. I get why you were kind of a bitch. And to me that makes me feel like thank you, number one. Thank you for acknowledging that I wasn't just being a bitch to be a bitch. I wasn't just being mean to you. I was trying to tell you something to help you grow. And sometimes you can't tell people things in a nice, polite, politically correct way because they're not going to hear you. I don't sometimes, think you can at all. Sometimes people need that little slap in the face verbally a little bit because it, it wakes you up. Like it wakes you up to your own bullshit. Let's, you know, let's let's have a, a, a quick chat real quick about, about compassion is really honesty, not weakness. Mm-hmm. So um, let's remove, first of all, the word bitch. <laughs> you're not being a bitch to somebody if you're just trying to be honest compassion is more uh, and this and I've actually again this talk here we talk a little bit about this there's times he's talking very loving to people you should always absolutely to your point always keep it real with everybody um, one thing is is which fire do you want to jump in some people are not ready to receive mm-hmm. Mo- most people probably aren't but um, so it's more so of um, you know there's been people he's had to tell he, he gauges the audience you sir are full of shit and then he'll hey late woman over here like i get it i get you I, I totally get you listen get out of your head um think more like this you're you're good you know he he adjusts according to the individual and compassion is actually honesty integrity values like you know saying like hey look I, here's the deal like here's what i'm feeling like i don't i don't i don't dig this i don't feel good about it so i'm going to tell you like what i want to say um and so you don't have to you're, you're not being a bitch if you're being honest bitch might be more of a title i guess if if um 
you know, depending on the, 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 the tonal style or something like that. But I think that if you're, if you have to be honest with people and everybody's got to own their own shit and they cannot put it on me, you, any of us, nobody can put any of our shit on each other. They can't, and we can't allow it. And compassion also has boundaries. Yes. It is our nature. Like Gary said it too. Like, I love you. That's why I'm telling you you're full of shit. Yes. I love you. Yes. I love you. If I didn't, if I didn't tell you something honest for you, then I'm not being loving. No, if I didn't I'm care, then I wouldn't bother taking the energy to be right. honest with you. But I obviously right. care and I see through the BS and I see through, you know, to me, people that act inauthentically or act um, coming from like an ingenuine place are coming from a, some place of insecurity or pain or doubt. Right. And I right. want to, first of all, stop it in its tracks and kind of like call it out. And then I want to know why you feel like you need to do that. Like, I'm sure that you're fucking awesome just the way you are. So why are you, why are you putting on this facade? Like, you know, I'm a, I'm a problem solver and I'm definitely an analytical thinker. So to me, when someone behaves a certain way, that's like, you can tell it's totally like, you can feel their energy is so off. It's like, all right, where is this coming from? If we can figure out where it's coming from, I can help you get past it. And then you'll, you'll feel better. I'll feel better because I helped you. And that's like literally what makes me happy in life. And let's do that. I'm going to be a little hard on you, but I'm going to give you a big hug afterwards. You know what I mean? I do. You know, and there's a lot of people I think that are open to that. And then I think it's, you know, there's, there's been a lot of energy management of me um, where I, I wanted to help and I feel like um, they weren't ready for that. And then it turns into an all out, like, <laughs> you know, like you get this, this, this cool, debate if you will but at the end of the day people like you and i and others our goal is make the space open to be authentically who you are and i gave you that opportunity to do so whether i'm you know pulling you into that space to do that or uh, allowing you to make that choice to behave that way in there and then after a few minutes if i can really gauge whether or not like you're willing to take that opportunity to to own that space and and feel good about it then cool if you don't take uh, if you don't take you know the opportunity to that then cool yeah and that goes all the way back to the beginning where you and I talked about how like that way that's how we figure out the people we align with and the people that we don't and you know the people that we can impact and sometimes the people that may come around a little bit later on right you yeah know? and like, and, yeah, I'm, and I'm and I'm fine with you know letting people go that aren't will that aren't ready maybe to 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 grow and then also I want someone to tell me if I am acting outside of my my authentic space or I'm coming from a place of maybe not the best intention, which I'm pretty self-aware at this point. I mean, I've read enough um, self-awareness and emotional, mental, health, strength, literature to fill a library. So <laughs> I awesome. feel like if I am coming from... A, a, you know, a negative space, I, I recognize it before anyone else could even check me. I'm like, all right, I need to calm down or I need to reevaluate my thought process right now. And, you know, I have a good support system of people, some people I've never met, but I speak to and some people that are my friends, you know, I don't have a huge friend circle because to me, a friend is someone that you can call in the middle of the night and no matter what's going on, they're going to be there in an emergency. So for me, my friend circle is tight and I like it like that. So I try to surround myself with people that I know will be there and will call me out and will not, you know, just because they're, you're my friend doesn't mean that you should allow me to, to go off the tracks or to, you know, get away with things or, Oh, I didn't want to tell you cause I don't want to, I don't want to hurt your feelings. What? Like, no, no, no. You are not being a good friend if you're not being honest. You have to be honest right. with me because I'm not always going to be looking at myself from an objective standpoint. And that's what I need you for is, is one of the things that I need you for besides laughs and good times is to, to tell me when I'm being a, you know, a bad human. <laughs> 
I, I, I couldn't put anything past my friends if I tried. They'd be like, yo, you need to own your shit. Yeah. <laughs> They'd be like, or, or, or just, um, you know, in general, they'd be like, hey, you know, um, do you need some help? Like, can I give you a perspective? Can you do this? You know, um, yeah. You're abs- and, and by the way, uh, that is uh, uh, such a great place to be in that, that as you stated, you're, the self-awareness. Um, so you already know your thoughts, feelings, actions, emotions before they even come out um uh, that is truly such an amazing practice i work on it all uh, for years as well and i always encourage everybody to do that it's it's a great thing to do and and so major kudos to you for doing that um because it's 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 such a great way to have a good relationship with yourself it's very hard to find happiness if you don't know yourself so very true it's it's about there's a lot of lost humans in the world and i think that that's part of my mission or my goal is to um, spark an idea or spark a movement in the lost people's brains to do some soul searching, do some, you know, experience things, uh, try things, figure out what's not going right in your life and then kind of step back and analyze it and you know let me give you some tools and maybe it makes your life better and then maybe you tell me about it and you make my whole freaking day or my whole week you know like when someone tells me comes back from a struggle and tells me like you were instrumental in helping me or you made this easier for me or you inspired me to do a b and c like there's they could hand me hundred thousand dollars or they could tell me that and i will tell you like without a shadow of a doubt not lying the feedback means more to me than than money amen so amen amen well that isn't there isn't there that famous uh which would you rather have a million dollars or sit down with you know like bill gates or mm-hmm. you know elon musk or whatever <laughs> like which is more valuable yeah. right for sure. I do the sit down. I do the sit down all day long. <laughs> yeah. As much value as I think that we are trying to provide people, they provide us with a really good, solid sense of happiness, like a source of happiness. So mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely a reciprocal relationship, which that's what building a community is about. And that's what I think brands should take a page from my little book that it's about community. It's about giving and receiving, you know, not just making a dollar, but giving people something that they can relate to, believe in, and a human aspect to the business world is super important. It's the give, got to give to receive, you know, and, and that, um, that healthy balance, um, exponential. Right, absolutely exponential. So for sure, I could do more. Absolutely. So I can't believe I, I, we've been talking for an hour. I, yeah, I just saw this that. Is, so like, I, I want to be respectful. Yes, with your time this as is well, probably too. the longest podcast I have ever done, but it was so good. It was so juicy. It was like we were in it. So I couldn't, I couldn't cut it short. But um, yeah, I definitely no. don't want to take up your whole day or your whole afternoon. So um, thank you so much for coming on. I literally like loved the conversation the flow everything i feel like who's ever listening to this you just got like a whole boost of mental and emotional stimulation because i did (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much i I think it was a fantastic conversation and you know i I, i'm grateful to be able to have these kind of conversations right uh i think it's therapy for us, therapy for others that listen. I would say podcasting is like therapy. You know, I, I, I even mentioned that to our guests too. <laughs> it's like, like, hey, say what you really want to say right now. Not what I just saw you on the news last night saying like, oh, thank God. Yeah, and it's like, <laughs> I, that's why I always encourage people. If you listen and you have like feedback or something to say about it or your own two cents, hit me up, you know, hit, uh, on any of my social media platforms or, you know, through the Anchor app, you can actually leave voice messages, which... I think it would be cool if people would leave questions or, you know, concerns or things that they want discussed on the Anchor app as a voice message, because I would totally include it as a segment um, in in one of my future shows. 
I don't know what you use well, to record, but Anchor's pretty solid. It, it kind of publishes across all, like eight different platforms. So it's, it's available to anyone that has any sort of podcast app, which is great. Uh, I tell you what, to, to add on to that, we'll do this. Right, like, I'm putting it out there right now. If people ask you questions regarding this episode or just in general, um, and you want to do like on Instagram, we'll do a, um, a live where like I can pull you in, like, and then we can have a, a, a joint conversation. We'll, an- we'll talk about the questions and answer them um, through my account. Um, so A, it'll, you know, kind of get the, the episode out there even more and also answer questions that people might have. So I'm more than happy to do that too. If you For want. sure. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so you much, know. Matt. I hope you have a great day. I hope you guys listening have an amazing day and tune in. Next episode will be probably a and a If you're not already subscribed, subscribe on iTunes um, or through Anchor or Spotify. I'm on a ton of platforms. It'll be posted on my Instagram. And if you haven't already listened to Matt's podcast, The Hustle Sold Separately, definitely check it out. It's good business, soul food, inspiring shit. And <laughs> you need to you need to check it out. So have a great day, guys. I love that.